Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. The unhoused population in the city of Philadelphia is going to be, you know, feeling some type of detriment when it comes down to this winter season because climate change is definitely in full effect. And I got Sophia Smith on the line with me right now. Good morning. How you feeling? Talk to the people and let them know exactly who you're listening to. Morning. Thanks so much for having me. No doubt. And, and please introduce yourself so that people know exactly who you're listening to. Yeah, I'm Sophia Schmidt. I'm a reporter at WHYY, and I cover environmental justice and climate change for um, Plan Philly, as well as for the Climate Desk. No doubt. And I appreciate your shared uh, passion with me for, you know, climate change and environmental justice. And I really wanted to bring you on this morning because um, you recently just wrote an article that actually dropped yesterday. And it was talking about our unhoused population and how this uh, winter will be a really, you know, cold winter for them. It could be a rainy winter for them. It could just simply be a detriment to how they're living out here in the streets of Philadelphia, like the reality of living in the streets of Philadelphia. And I wanted to actually you know, when it came down to first, when it came down to making this story a story, how did you go about it? Like, why did you want to talk about our unhoused population? Yeah, so this story is part of a project that WHYY is working on with um, Temple's Logan Center for Urban Investigative Reporting. Um, so there's a, a podcast I would recommend everybody checks out called um, Young, Unhoused, and Unseen. You can find that on WHYY.org. Um, so there's a whole team focusing on homelessness right now, um, focused, you know, mostly on youth homelessness. Um, I, as I just mentioned, cover climate change and environmental justice. Um, so I decided to look at the issue from that lens. Um, and it's something that obviously affects people of all ages. But um, there is a young person, a 19-year-old in the story that I just published yesterday, who lived through a really devastating flood. Um, he was unsheltered. He was living outside in a tent next to the Schuylkill River in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Um, so the story was actually regional. I looked at kind of the Philly region as a whole. Um, and he lived through this uh, crazy flood that washed out, you know, his he lost two tents. He lost clothing. Um, his good friend, who was also living in the encampment, lost uh, her car, uh, which she had been living between her a tent and a car. Um, so it was a super devastating flood for them. And it... Um, was a result of extreme rain that had fallen upstream. Um, so more than five inches of rain fell in a single day, which is more than a month's worth. And that's an example of the heavier rain that we're seeing more of because of climate change. Um, and so, you know, that was like a really good kind of window into this issue, how, um, Obviously, living unsheltered, living outside has always been dangerous. You've always had to deal with um, extreme weather and the elements, but climate change is just making it worse and kind of bringing new challenges in for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk to these uh, individuals, these taxpaying citizens, you know, when you talk to these individuals, um, what are they what are they uh I guess, like, what would you say their feedback would be? What would some, you know, um, comments that they would say when you are having these conversations? Because are they thinking about climate change or are they really just thinking about, hey, I need shelter? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's honestly a little of both. Um, I talked to one man who is older. He has, you know, had experience living outside, um, navigating shelters, living in hotels sometimes. Um, and he has seen he he noticed the weather changing. So I was asking him, you know, have you been dealing with anything new? Has anything felt different? Um, and he noticed, you know, extreme rain being sort of surprising and different. Um, he got caught in a rainstorm that he wasn't expecting to get as extreme as it did. Um, and having all your clothes wet and your stuff wet can be like really dangerous for your health, um, as well as, of course, like, you know, miserable. Um, 
And he also got kind of caught off guard by the intensity of summer heat recently. So, so he definitely has noticed things change. Um, but it's, I think it's hard for all of us to put our individual like daily experiences into the context of climate change. And that's why it's helpful to be able to look at long-term data and talk to scientists and kind of contextualize it that way. Um, but yeah, a lot of the people I've talked to have had issues accessing shelter um, or, you know, there hasn't been space or there's been issues with shelter conditions or, or rules or limitations that have made them, you know, uncomfortable being in shelters. Um, so I, I think obviously the day to day is kind of top of mind, but um, a lot of people are thinking about the way that things are changing. No doubt. And I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but I would love to ask um, when it comes down to the city of Philadelphia, do they have anything um, in place or plans for people who are unhoused when it comes down to inclement weather? Yeah, that's a great question. There are um, folks might be familiar with code blue and code red. Um, So these are yeah, temperature based codes um, that are declared by the city. Um, and these uh, sort of change the response in terms of um, the homeless services system. So there can be additional beds that come online during a cold, code blue, which is extreme cold, um, code red, which is extreme heat um, combined with humidity. Um, so there are some kind of responses, but I've also heard, uh, you know, just feedback that those those are not foolproof. Um, like for in the case of extreme cold, um, people die every year in Philly as a result of exposure to cold. And last winter, actually 29 people died from exposure to cold. Um, So yeah, there are, there, you know, the city's thinking about it. There are these structures in place, but they're by no means perfect or, you know, solving the issue. 29 people is is a lot of people. Two people, one person is a lot of, you know, people, but in general, like, 29 people just to the idea to try to fathom that like 29 people um is no longer with us because they were sleeping outside and the weather got to them you know i think that is that's 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 just a mind-boggling to me but i want to ask you this next question specifically because i believe that philadelphia is just made of like bubbles and and certain people don't come out of their zip code and things of that nature and i wanted to ask you why you were doing the work do you see there if there's any specific areas in the city where it's more uh susceptible to people who are unhoused when it comes down to climate change? Like, do you see people going more mm-hmm. into like the Rittenhouse section because they know they can get a little warmer? Do you see people going towards Fairmont? Like, is there any particular sections of the city where the climate change is actually pushing people to different parts of the city? Or the that's weather, a, would you say? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think that could be maybe um, a good follow-up uh, story because I, I really didn't dive into the way that climate change or changing weather conditions are like pushing people around. Um, it's a great question, though. I think one thing that did come up in some of my, you know, talking with experts, talking with service providers, and in the case of in Pottstown, um, sometimes people experiencing homelessness are uh, sort of pushed out of a place that they've chosen to be. Um, and sometimes that can exacerbate people's exposure. So let's say people are camping in like a park or something like that, um, where there are trees, there's, you know, grassy areas that can, um, you know, provide shade or cooling during the summer or help absorb floodwaters. If people are pushed out of that and say they're pushed somewhere that's like on concrete, that can be hotter, that can, you know, lead to more uh, runoff in terms of rain and flooding. So I think uh, there is an intersection there for sure. Um, I just haven't looked at that specific issue. I love that. And uh, Sophia, we're about to go to a quick commercial break. Right after this quick commercial break, I got a couple more questions I want to ask you pertaining to your article. But before we go on the commercial break, can you tell the people how they can find your article while we're on the break? They can actually get a chance to look at it and read it themselves if they want to join in on the conversation. 
Yes, please do. That'd be great. Um, WHYY.org. Um, you can read the article and you can also listen to the radio version and hear these people's voices. No doubt. We better go to a quick commercial break. You already know we're bringing that environmental justice news that's for you and about you each and every Friday here on 900 AM WRD 96.1 Word Radio starting at 10 AM and Eco Word live with your girl POC. We'll be right back. Radio's up. Yup, 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 yup. You already know what time it is, man. It's your girl, POC. Turn your radios up. Spread the word. Spread the message. You already know how we come in each and every Friday. I'm excited to, you know, as we wrapping up this amazing year, my first year as an Eco Word host in 2023. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been rocking out. We got about three more shows before the end of the year, but, you know, I'm just excited. But tomorrow is some real excitement. The empowerment experience is going down at Enon Tabernacle Baptist Church, uh, December 9th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So definitely don't want to miss this. It's 2800 uh, West Sheltonham Avenue, Philadelphia, PA, 19150. So definitely be in the building again. That's from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. tomorrow, which is the Empowerment Experience, the WRD 2023 Empowerment Experience. Be in the building. But I got my guest on the line with me right now talking environmental justice, talking about our unhoused population here in the city of Philadelphia, Sophia Smith. And, you know, when it comes comes down to um, the numbers, the number of people who are unhoused in the city of uh, Philadelphia, the population who is actually being affected right now. Talk to us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the way that the number of people experiencing homelessness um, at a given time is estimated is through these yearly point in time counts, which, um, you know, people are going out like service providers are going out um, and physically counting people that they see outside. So these numbers are considered underestimates is why I say that. Um, Through those, the last one was done uh, last January. So almost a year ago. In the city of Philadelphia, there were um, thousands of people experiencing homelessness that may have been sheltered um, or in different situations, but the number of people unsheltered living outside was over 700. Um, Then we also kind of zoomed out and looked at the region. So within the collar counties in suburban Pennsylvania, um, there are more than 200 people who are unsheltered. In the whole state of Delaware, more than 200 people. Um, And then I looked at South Jersey as well. So about the southern half of the state, um, there are over 700 people unsheltered in those areas. So total over 1,800 people, probably much higher, um, are living outside in our region. And when you think about that, you know, as as you have the passion of environmental justice and you think about our unhoused population and we talk about climate change, you know, just your personal opinion. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think this is well, I think. In general, climate change has been proven to uh, disproportionately impact already marginalized communities. Um, So whether that's economically disadvantaged communities, um, black communities, communities of color. In this case, you know, this is like a perfect example of that, where people experiencing homelessness are obviously economically disadvantaged um, across the country and in Philadelphia specifically. We see black people experiencing homelessness at higher rates than white people. Um, LGBT youth are particularly impacted by homelessness as well. Um, So this is kind of a a perfect example of those intersecting inequalities and the way that climate change exacerbates them. Um, And I guess, yeah, from a personal standpoint, like that's why I am interested in covering climate change because it kind of gets to all these structural issues in our society. Um, it, uh, It exposes them. And I think it's because we have to change so much to address climate change. It's also an opportunity to address these inequalities in our society. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes down to back to the city, right, we just got uh, a new administration, new city council. Do you see the new administration doing something to help combat this issue with our unhoused population? I know we talked about uh, what our shelters and things like that is doing. But do you think our new administration is going to put forth more effort to actually make, you know, when we do say code blue, it is actually going to go into effect and more people are going to be able to benefit from it? That's a really good question. And I think something that all of us journalists will have to keep an eye on um, as things go forward, (laughs) right? Yeah, I have not spoken to the incoming mayor about this issue yet. So I can't say, you know, what her plans are or her views are on it. Um, But yeah, I think that'll be something we'll be keeping a close eye on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, and I want to ask you this too, specifically talking about, um, the people that you talk to, right? As we, we think about the, the number that, that large number of 1800 people, um, when we think about the families that are out there with kids, right? Um, how can we help them in this time, right? Just by you doing the work, talking to the people, is there any type of solutions that you've, you, you've spoken upon as far as, you know, um, in the conversations you're having with the people while you're out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks and for I know, asking And that. I know it's yeah. not an end-all be-all, you know, and that's why I wanted right. to kind of type rope, rope it as I was asking the question. But it's like, I know there's no end-all be-all, but at the same time, you are boots on the ground. You're having those conversations at first hand with these folks. So, you know, what are the kind of solutions that they're coming up with themselves, I should ask? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, homelessness is a systemic issue. But like you said, there are kind of small things we can do day to day. And I do think all of us have a role to play. Um, so, you know, you can obviously give directly to people who are experiencing homelessness, um, whether that's money, whether that's supplies, stuff like, um, you know, nice wool socks, dry socks, hand warmers um, is a theme that's kind of come up. Um, obviously food or water. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of look and see if there are um, organizations or mutual aid groups that you that are doing work you believe in that you want to support. Um, and I guess the big thing is also just learning about systemic solutions. Um, experts say that homelessness is ultimately an issue of housing availability and affordable housing. Um, so, you know, educating yourself about those systemic solutions and issues and, and pushing for those solutions, I think is, you know, there's a role for all of us who, who don't necessarily hold elected office or something like that um, for us to do. And, you know, um, as I was reading, the first and foremost, I do want to give you a compliment and say this was a great read. Um, you know, I, I took my time and I read it. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to invite you on to today's show. Um, and I wanted to just ask you, because when you think about Pottstown, and this is my last question before I let you go. When you think about Pottstown, you kind of think about a suburban area, right? You kind of think about nice trees, grass, forests and all those that good stuff. Um, but it still has an unhoused population. So when you compare something like Pottstown to a city like Philadelphia, um, would you say we are experiencing similar things when it comes to our unhoused population and the effects of climate change? Mm, that's a great, a great question. Um, you know, obviously within urban environments, there can be um, like the urban heat island effect. So it can be hotter. Um, there's more paved surfaces. So runoff might be worse, like urban flash flooding is a thing. Um, and yeah, in the suburbs, there is more green space. So that I guess in a way that's a buffer for the impacts of climate change. But like you said, Homelessness is very real in the suburbs um, as well as in the city. And actually, if people are interested in that specific issue of comparing the suburbs and the city of Philadelphia, um, my coworker, Kenny Cooper, is uh, working on a, a podcast episode about that very issue that will be coming out soon. So definitely stay tuned to the um, the podcast I mentioned, Young, Unhoused, and Unseen. Fire. And how can people find that? 
Um, WHYY.org is probably the easiest way. Um, you should be able to get it other places that you find your podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. And and I know this, I know I said that was my last question, but as I was just looking, we were talking about the rainfall, and I want to actually get to this chart too, um, because you actually did an amazing job of making sure that people understood how um, the rain and precipitation and everything is actually going up as you know um, we are going into time, right? So in 2019, we had our highest rainfall at 48.1, and what does that actually mean? You know, as even though we are going into 2024, what does that mean in a in a time frame of 2019 and now going into the next year of 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I took a look at long-term weather data for this story. Um, so, you know, we know that there are these broad sort of trends that scientists are seeing in our region um, in terms of in- increasing precipitation, especially heavy rain, like extreme um, rapid rainfall, you know, summer's getting hotter. These are these big trends, but I decided to really zoom in on our area and look at what the numbers showed. So there are some data visualizations that everyone should check out if they have time to read the article. Um, In terms of precipitation, we are seeing the annual amount of precipitation trending up in our area. Um, And then I think what's really clear with some of um, these visualizations I did was um, the frequency of those days when we get about a month's worth of rain in a single day are getting a lot more frequent. Um, So that was super, super rare you know, last century, and now it's getting more and more frequent. Um, So obviously, we can't say what's going to happen this year, next year. Um, Climate change is not, you know, a perfectly linear process, but we can start to kind of see these these extreme events becoming um, more frequent. You couldn't tell President 45 that it wasn't a linear process. You know what I mean? You could not tell him that climate change was real, that that man right there. But anyway, here no there. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for coming through this morning to talk about this recent article you just wrote. Again, tell the people how they can find you, stay locked. And if they want to read up on this article, how can they find it? Um, go to WHYY to find the article. Awesome. We appreciate you, man. I hope you have a great weekend. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 